Hello and welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Callum. I'm Bobby. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Are we all well? Yes. What's happening? Apart from getting wet for the last week. Well, we've just been scratching our heads, haven't we, before we pressed play? There's not, not a lot. Happened. happened this week. No. England England won in the cricket. Or did they draw? Well, <laughs> I know what you mean. If you were Australia, would you would you find it a bit hollow, like all them celebrations and everything? And or, or would you or uh, no, would you then or would you be going home like on the plane now, thinking, yeah, job done. Yeah, would you? Well, what's the job? To retain the ashes. What did they do? Retained it. So, it's to win the ashes, isn't it? Oh no, no, that was just a question. Don't know. No, no, I'd be happy. Sure. Say what I'm not happy about. I got a glimpse this week from some sort of oh, like, football friendlies on already. I'm like, it's just finished. It's been on for about three weeks. I know, but I got the first glimpse of United's new away kit. Have you seen it? Uh, is that the green one? Yeah, it looks like it's made out of Lego or something. One of them, right? Terrible. There's a few and then, green ones this year. Yeah, do you know what winds me up though? There was a friend in the night, Chelsea and Fulham, and I think it was from America or something. Mm. Yeah. They go on like they're five miles apart, they're playing in America, and then they'll complain they're tired three weeks into the season. Fair enough. Yeah, no, it's a fair point. You see that one, I think it was United and Arsenal, and United won two 0 but they still had a penalty shootout. Yeah, why was that? I don't just know. Pra- I didn't just get just it. practicing. What? Well, I what don't know. That? I don't get that. <laughs> I don't get that. Americans. <laughs> Guaranteed overtime. Yeah, I don't know. You did say know. you preferred the shape of the goals, though, the other week to me, didn't you? You said uh, you said they were old school. Oh, proper, yeah. Proper, none of this, yeah, poles in the back nonsense, yeah. Well, maybe they should do that in rugby league. You know, like, have, like, a golden point, like, before the start. And then if it's a draw, you've already you know who's won. <laughs> Same thing, isn't it? <laughs> no, 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 no. I think it is before the game. Yeah, like why? Well, if it's oh, what's I'll have a golden point. You can't have a golden point if it's like like one game was forty two six this week. Yeah, don't know where I'm going with this to be honest. Right, it'd be like losing and then having a golden point, like a drop goal contest to see who won just for fun. Bonus yeah. point. <laughs> just on the drop goal contest, yeah. like Formula Earn that um, that um, fastest lap oh, thing. The they sprint, have. Thing. yeah, where they get yeah. like yeah, same thing. Yeah, just play the game, mate. Isn't it? Honestly, getting <laughs> too old for all this. Like, <sighs> what have we got on tonight? Because I'm sick of all these newfangled things. Uh, right. Well, then we'll you'll stick to a traditional podcast then. Okay. Uh, so we've got the review. Uh, Boris's stats of the week, mm. uh, NRL, and then, well, I say traditional, this is a, a newish segment, uh, they talked to me about his back this week. Yes, we had confessional last week, this week it's talked to me about. Yes, and then we'll have the predictions league, which I'm not sure anybody did very well on, to be honest. I know I did I think there was one or two, but... I've give up. <laughs> I thought you'd give up after round three, to I be did, honest. yeah. yeah. Before you carry on, can you stop calling me Boris? Because people are tweeting us now calling me Boris, and I don't like it. Right. Calm down, <laughs> Boris. Yeah, yeah. All right, Bojo, calm down. Yeah. Don't start this. 
And uh, obviously the prediction that we'll see us out of it then. Yep, with Bri. Oh, yeah, that guy, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll jump in. Yep. There's so much to love about rugby league in this part of the world and more than just the pork rolls at Warrington and the pies at Wigan. There's tradition and history and great grounds and great fans. And then there's the weather. And if you don't like it, well, you just have to put up with it. Tough titties. Well, that brings us nicely into round 20. And we're going to start on Thursday evening where we saw Huddersfield Giants take on Hull FC and come away victors 19 points to 12. Could you work out either of these two sides? No. Can't work out most of the league this year, to be honest. No, but particularly these two. Yeah. Uh, well, you you mentioned last week about Huddersfield finding the farm and um, that, that spine... Finding that spine and and that's the the key to it, I think, isn't it? Mm. You've got the one six seven um, sorted, which has been a real issue for them. And we said a couple of weeks ago, we, they seem to have stumbled on that through injuries and things like that, haven't they? Yeah, oh, they just stumbled into it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's. I'm surprised it's took them this long, to be completely honest. Mm. Yeah, it it was. <clears throat> I, I thought Hull would have gone there and won this, but perhaps Huddersfield are coming into a little bit of form. Yeah, yeah. I I, I thought they were they were on a bit of a run. They've had a few good wins, haven't they? Now um, over the the last couple of weeks, um, and I thought they were going to come away with the spoils in this one again because Huddersfield um, have been really poor. I know. It, I mean, they both they both have, but coming into this week, it, it felt like Hull had got their act together um, longer than than Huddersfield had. Yeah, definitely. It's it's weird this one because you sort of think both teams need a win to potentially keep the playoff hopes alive. Yeah. And on the flip side of it, you think it's a nothing game because neither of them are going to do anything the rest of the season. Mm. It's a weird one. Mm. I mean, can they? Can either side do anything for the rest of the season? Um. No. See what I mean? So you, so you watch it and you think well, that doesn't really matter that much because, you know, like you say, they, they they need to win to get into the playoffs. But you can't help but feel that they'll do all this work to get into the playoff to extend the season by a week. Mm. Well, I, if, if I don't, I don't think they'll get in. I don't think either of them. No, will get I, in I, I don't think either of them will get in. I'm just, you know, it, it's. I understand where you're coming from because. If you said there's seven games to go, I think it's seven, is there? Yes. Yeah. So you're seven games to go. You can't see either of these two teams putting a five or six out of those seven together. No. They're they three or four tops. Mm. And if that's three or four tops, they haven't got four tops. That was a band, wasn't it? Yeah. So they, they, haven't got, they haven't got a chance of making it, have they? If... If they only put that, if they only put that sort of win percentage together. Mm-hmm. Because they, they haven't got enough points already. Well, and in yeah. that case, it seems like a nothing game to me. Yeah, only Hull are four points off playoff place. Had they won, they'd have been two off. So you'd, you'd think that, like Callum said, you'd think that they'd have probably put their act together a bit more than Huddersfield, knowing that was on the line. Mm. Or potentially on the line, obviously, it was Thursday I, on. So. I know it's not the case, but it always seems to me that when Chris McQueen scores, Huddersfield win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. If he fires and he crosses the whitewash, it's like, oh, I just feel doing well. 
Mm. Mm. Never seems to score when they get battered, but they always seem to score when they win. I don't know, it's just me. It's not, that can't be factually correct. You know, maybe well, you should include it in one of your stats if it's not factually correct. Hull have got a pretty decent run in as well, to be honest. They, they, they play Wakefield this week, home to Wakefield, away to Wigan, home to Warrington, home to Leeds, away to Cass, home to Huddersfield again. And they finish off away at St Helens. Yeah, hmm. St Helens. Yeah. So it's not it's not out of the question, but that makes that result on Thursday all the more important. Exactly. It? Yeah, so that's sort of the point I was getting at. Um, you know, they win that. Bobby said that they were the four points off. Um, six was it? Yeah. So they win that. The two. Yeah. Do you do you think they've do you think Jake Clifford lost his way a little bit since he? Said he was going back to the NRL. Um, yeah, he looked okay from what I saw. I, I don't usually see a lot of the Thursday games, to be completely honest. I'll never catch the highlights because I got traded myself. But um, he had a couple of decent uh, efforts, I think. Mm. But it's not even been announced that he's going back to the NRL officially, has it? Uh, I think it has, yeah. Yeah, I, I, th- I, thought the, I thought the Cowboys had announced it. Yeah, I thought I. I, I thought don't think it has. Hasn't it? I thought it had. I just assumed it had. I thought I remember reading about it. I thought I did. I think the well. rumours are just that strong. It's right. All okay. but announced, but... I thought yeah. Mm. Anyway. But we've seen it before with, with other players who come over for a season or two and then when they, they do get that contract sorted, um, they, they don't seem to put as much effort in, if you like, or they do lose the way a little bit. Mm. But yeah. there we have it. Well, we'll head to one of the games on Friday night next, and we're going to go to Hull's rivals, who got the win over Castleford. Uh, Hull KR showing no Challenge Cup fatigue. They won 34-16 at home to Castleford. Probably, and I mean, like you've just said then, it's a really good win for them, having a backed-up, uh, a really tough semi-final win, and going to Golden Point. Um, Definitely. It's a really good win for them. Could you've got, Proper, a, better, could I was you've just, got a better game though? Yeah, yeah, which is what I was going to say next. Yeah, it's, um, I don't think there was an easier game for them to have. Um, you know, you, you look at the ladder, but even if they'd have played Wakefield, I don't think that it'd have been as easy as that. Well, Cass have got no momentum whatsoever, have they? No, they are. Um, they look dispirited to me. Very, they, they look like they've given up big time. Mm. They look dispirited. They look. It's one of those with Cash. You sort of look at them, and you look at the way that the players are playing. You look at their body language, and it's a little bit like they're all asking themselves, "Who's going to dig us out? Mm. Who's going to do it? Don't look at me." Mm. Um, and where's our next women coming from? Well, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? Where is the next win coming from? Because I know they play Wakefield, and uh, is it not? Next week? No, it's not next week. It's Charles Cup final. After is it the week after, after that? that oh it? yeah, of course, yeah. But their next game. Yeah, their yeah, ne- yeah. Sorry, yeah. It's the the not this game. The next one for them, and I don't think they're going to win that. No. Well, Wakefield have made an effort, haven't they? Because they've signed so many new players. Yeah. Over the last few weeks, whereas oh yeah, if they're going down, they're going down with a fight, aren't they? Yeah. Whereas Cass have got the same squad that they've had all season, haven't they? Mm. Yeah. They... And the and the fans are crying out for new blood. It seemed, not that the writing was on the wall, 
but it felt like it was going to be a very difficult task for them when they announced Andy Last on a permanent deal because obviously they got rid of Radford early on. I think people were crying for um, a new a name. name because the the last the, the caretaker era of the last oh. um, and the last it didn't go, it wasn't brilliant was it? Well, they're crying out for it even more after this week's events, aren't they? Well, they they want him gone and they want him gone now, don't they? Um, is Mikey Lewis a permanent fullback? He could be. He could be. I thought he was a genuine out and out six. I didn't see him in any other position whatsoever. But um, he's he's making that fullback role his own, isn't he? He seems to be one of those players, doesn't he? Anywhere along the the spine, that one six seven nine, where he'd have an impact about playing anywhere in those positions. To me, mm. I think it depends on talented if he... lad. Talented yeah. lad. Yeah. I think it all comes down to if they, they extend and keep this uh, Brad Schneider, don't it? Because if he leaves, I'd, and, I mean, you've got Rowan Mills, I suppose, but I'm not sure how that works. But mm. if they can keep Brad Schneider and keep that spine of Lewis at the back and and Schneider, and only and Abdul's only going to make him stronger when he comes back as well. So if you had a if you had a, a half-back partnership of, of Schneider and Abdul and Lewis at one... On paper, that and pa- sounds and Parcel at nine. The halfback pairing on paper sounds brilliant from what we've you know from what we've seen of, of Brad Schneider and if you had a one six seven nine there of Lewis Schneider Abdul and Parcel, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely, that's pretty good. Mm. Definitely, yeah. Um, I, I I tell you what though, I know we haven't covered uh, the league game yet, but. Do you not think it's stupid? This Challenge Cup final next week. Um, Hull KR now play on the Friday and now uh, this week, and Lee now play on the Sunday. Oh, did they? Yeah. So one's got a an eight day turnaround. One's got six. Why can't they just put them both on a on the same oh, well, on day? the same day? Whether it be the Sunday or the Friday, I just, don't know. Just find that bizarre. And there's no <laughs> Thursday night game this week. Right. So oh, right, th- okay. So you'd think one could even play Thursday and Friday? Because I think there's one on Sunday afternoon for, for TV, I think. It's not, there's one on Sunday It's afternoon. not that one, though, is it? No, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. But there's, there's no Thursday night game this week. Mm. And then you've got one playing Friday, one playing Sunday. I find that ridiculous. Right. Don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's just not... It's not no. fair, to be honest. If it was Friday, Saturday, there's not much in that. No. You know, we see it with the, yeah. the semi-finals Friday going night, into the grand yeah. finals, uh, Friday night, yeah, Friday Saturday night, game. Yeah, Saturday afternoon, yeah. evening, that sort of thing. Not, so yeah. why can't they just do that with this? It's just, you know, you, you have a, a showpiece event, don't you? You can only win, you know, you can only win three trophies. Mm-hmm. You can only win, you can only win league leaders. You can only win... Which does final. nobody really classes as a trophy. No, exactly. Like. And you can win Challenge Cup. Yeah. Right? So your Challenge Cup is your showpiece event. Yeah. Right? Just make it as as much parity as you can with mm. the two finalists, mm. and and if you win the semi, then make arrangements quickly. Either play the semis a week earlier, let's say, to allow you to change the fixtures, or make it so that well, actually, in the final we need to change these really quickly because they're not averse to changing fixture days for Sky and things like that. Oh no, no, absolutely not. You know, but then again. Sky aren't that interested in the Challenge Cup either, are they? No, that's true. 
Sky don't seem to be bothered in rugby league at all. That's a different argument. I've got something on that actually in a minute, but yeah. Um but yeah, anyway, but yeah, easy win for old KR. Um but I just think that the the Wembley thing is just ridiculous. Yeah. Fair enough. Well we might as well jump into uh into that game that you just mentioned there, Andy, and that was uh Wigan forty four, Lee eighteen. The Battle of the Borough, Callum. <laughs> yeah. Um didn't expect it to quite go like that. You know, we talk about old KR backing up their semi final and it is difficult to because Lee's was was a really tough encounter for them as well. Mm. Um, I thought it was going to be a little bit closer than that. Uh, in in the end, Lee just looked like they completely run out of steam. Yeah, capitulated in the second half. But again, if you if you swap those two fixtures around, and Lee were at home to Cass, you'd probably end up with the similar results on on both sides. Really, mm. yeah. Because yeah. again, that's a difficult game for Lee to follow up with away to Wigan. Yeah. It is Leeds and Lee on Sky on Sunday, by the way. Oh, okay. So they're on Sky on Sunday. Yeah. Is that Sunday afternoon? Yeah, three o'clock. I find that ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely ridiculous. And there's no Thursday night game? No. Is that a Thursday? Yeah, no, that is, yeah, it's, that's daft, that. Yeah. Um, going back to this game, though, I think that I think it was a... Uh, oh, sorry, on that, I, on. I think I read as well that Leeds United kick off at the same time. Which makes it even more bizarre. Oh yeah, because it's start of the championship. Yeah, yeah. is that? Mm. Mm. Anyway, um, this game hinged on a crucial five minutes at the end of the first half, from being six all Lee in front, six all, and then two tries in the last couple of minutes for half time. Uh, that was the real turning point in this game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it. When they got them two tries, you felt like it was going to be really difficult for them to come back yeah, and, and, and yeah. back that up. So going in sixteen six down instead of six all is huge, isn't it? You know, if you if you six all, you think, well, we can cling on to this probably. Yeah, yeah. Sixteen six, it feels like, especially <sighs> after the week before, you're like Pfft. so emotional. All of, all of a sudden, you feel shattered. So emotional the week before, yeah. and I think that then catches up with you the second half. Then, doesn't yeah, it? yeah. Six all, you're thinking, yeah, you you're probably feeling all right because you're clinging on to something. Sixteen six, you, you, I think emotionally and physically, you feel drained. And then they scored pretty much two tries in the first ten minutes after half time. So yeah, I think they had a spell of like before and after half time, Wigan of scoring four tries in eleven minutes. Yeah. And and, and then and game. then after that, it just seemed like there was a, a break from one of the wingers every two seconds. Mm. Mm. On the wingers, um, Abbas Miski is he is he is he the most underrated player in Super League? Um, in general, maybe I, I think he, he gets um, a lot of plaudits from from Wigan fans, and they, they really like him and are really glad that he signed this new uh, deal. He's a regular now. He's, he's Kept his place all year, hasn't he? Yeah, but there is shouts for him to be dropped, I've read, be- just purely based on the fact that it's not working with Bevan French at six. And yet he's he's getting tries there at yeah. two, isn't he? So, yeah. 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 And a word about Tyler Dupree? Well, not much more you can do on a, on a debut, is there, other than, than cross the line for your, for your new team. And uh, he took it really well. He... he Burst through, didn't he? And uh... we'll ignore the knock on at the play of the ball. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was a good effort, wasn't it? Yeah. Why, why don't they? Why don't they come out and say the transfer fees? 
don't know. They're always a bit funny with it, aren't they? It annoys me that. It's a tax dodger. What was it? <laughs> it's like... It annoys because obviously it's got to go through the books and all that sort of stuff. Mm. It's like, it's not... I don't know why it's such a common secret, to be honest. They always just say, oh, club record fee yeah. or something, don't they? Undisclosed. Mm. You know? Don't know. Don't know. Strange one. Yeah. I just don't know why they don't announce it. Like, and it's not just that transfer; it's, it's any of them, really. I don't, I don't really understand why. Mm. No, it's a fair point. Hmm. Um, yeah, uh, Wigan looking stronger again and back up into second now. Yeah, um, looking like you say that feels a bit silly saying that. What I said before, like, oh, you, you know, it's not working with Bevan French at six, and then they, they've put forty-four points past uh, the team that are in second during the Challenge Cup final. And also, yeah, and also making massive inroads to next season already with the signings, looking like you know we're here to mean business next season. Oh, I mean, the, if they don't mean business this season, yeah, you know, they obviously do. But you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, you know, it's not like they've given up on this season, and it, it, it's to keep the fans going for next. But they they look serious contenders already next season. Well, the, the, we said all along, haven't we? The pack has been the problem for them. Yeah, the backs are good, the pack isn't so good, mm-hmm. and they've tried to address that with three or four. Yeah. Signings in the uh, in the pack, and and still the rumours won't go away that they, that they still might sign uh, Luke Thompson from the Bulldogs. Yeah, they're they're, they're the rumours. There's rumours that I don't think there's a lot of truth in it. I think people have put two and two together and got five this after this week that that Williams is now unhappy at Warrington and and that he's gone to Wigan and, and asked to come back I don't think there's any truth in that I think, whatsoever I think, I but they're making 15 with that not even well five. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't see any truth in that whatsoever but you know like you say the, the Luke Thompson ones and now the Williams ones with the things that they've already added already yeah. the players that they've added already are, you know they're looking very very dangerous I've been reading this week some of the fans comments well um I would take him back on, uh, you know, on rugby ability, but you know, he'd have a lot of bridges to yeah, be, I, behave yourself. Yeah, I, love I've, it. I've seen a lot of people say I wouldn't have him back. I wouldn't have him back. He stabbed us in the back, blah blah. And I'm thinking he's like he's he's one of, if not the best half in the league. Exactly. Don't it's, tell me you wouldn't have him. Take him two games, to especially win him back when over. you're whinging that Bevan French is rubbish at six. Exactly. Mm. You wouldn't have the one of the best six. Take him two games to win him back over. Exactly. Yeah. I don't even think it'd take that. No. I really don't. Any team, any team in Super League would have him. So he'd walk into any team. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I would dare say he'd walk into any team in the world. He's the first. He's the first name on the team sheet for England. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, there you go. Well, uh, moving on, we're going to go to Tyler Dupree's old club, who didn't have the uh, best of weeks. They went down to the south of France. And lost to Catalans forty-two nil. It's all going a bit Pete Tong, isn't it? Wilted like an ice cream in an oven, didn't they? Like an ice cream in the south of France. <laughs> Penguin in a microwave. <laughs> yeah, on it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Something doesn't feel quite right at the minute as Salford, does it? Because especially after this week, there's now talks that uh, well, there's now rumours that. Uh, Ryan Briley's on his on his way. Yeah, and again, you know, again, if you read fans' comments this week, it was like, oh, what a, you know, this this is we're so proud of this team and this sort of mm. stuff and this and I and I just think they're on the to me they're teetering on the edge of this team breaking up. Yeah, 
And I don't think for one minute, I I really don't think, and it's only my opinion, but I really don't think that Dupree will be the last one to leave pretty soon. Well, Obviously, the deadline's gone for this season, but you know what I mean? about No, being, I think it's got like three it? days. Okay, well, being announced, certainly being announced for next season. I think it's the 5th of August. All right, okay. Oh, so it's, it what, it's what the is first, it? It's the 1st today, yeah. isn't it? Sorry, I so, thought it was today, yeah, right. For another four days. But I, 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 do, I just think that they'll announce things... Mm. That this player will go and this player will go and. I mean, you're looking at uh, the the rumours of Brearley, um Croft is a another big well, one. Come on, I mean, he signed Croft signed a ten year deal, eight eight year come deal. Come on, sorry, that was a bit I know ten. Don't be silly. <laughs> <laughs> come on, that's, a, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Who is he, Alan Pardew? <laughs> Do you remember when he signed a 10-year deal at Newcastle? I remember when Martin a fire sign off a witness, yeah? That didn't last long, either. Oh, God. Yeah, Alan Pardew. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, yeah, he's the Alan Pardew, yeah. Um, Alan Pardridge. <laughs> well, that why we signed that is to get a fee, isn't it? Yeah. And it's to get a fee for, for what appears to me to be a, a financially struggling club. Yeah, take no pleasure in saying that, but that's that's the reality of it. I think, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And and that's and if that's the case, then that's good business. Yeah, from Salford, that's really good business. Mm. And I don't think they they think that he'll be there beyond say the next two years. Let's say, I don't think. I mean, they, <laughs> they were obviously not expecting to see this eight year contract out, were no. they? I mean, they'd have loved it if he did. Yeah, but it's not. Going to happen, but it's it? It, it's looking unlikely. I think that he's going to be there beyond net this season. No, and you know when you look at you know people like Lafay, they're not getting any younger. No, Burgess, thirty-two, I think. Burgess, I don't, I'm not. He seems to be. I don't have all these, but he's been around for twenties. I think Is he? he just seems to have been around forever. Mm, I think he's he's still got a few years left. I thought his like middle name was like Methuselah or something. <laughs> <laughs> But no, um, and at the minute though, on on the field, I mean, He's, we talked about they're off the field. Joe Burgess is twenty eight, by the way. Yeah, and I'm old Stanley Jean, thirty two, thirty six, I think. <laughs> <laughs> He's the new Stanley Jean. Uh, I don't think he is. Um, he was at Wigan for years, and then went. Was it the Roosters he went to? Yes. There you come back. He just seems to have been around forever. Anyway, on the field, they're on a they're on a poor run, aren't they? Yeah, big time. Yeah. Um it just all seems to be heading in the wrong direction and they they they've uh, it's funny, isn't it? Because we're talking the other week. Who's going to finish in the top six? And then Salford are in that bracket, aren't they? About who's you know the, the five to nine sort of positions. And yeah. at the minute, we we said the other week. I think me and Bobby both said, yeah, they'll probably make top six. And now this week, I'm thinking that I don't think they're going to make it. They're yeah. the sort of team that Hull will catch. Yeah, yeah. If they're going to do it, if they're going to do. Yeah, it. Leeds will catch them. Yeah, Hull will catch. They're they're the ones that. Teams like Salford are the, are, it, you know, the ones. It's a bizarre season because I was pretty adamant three three weeks ago that Salford would make top six, and now I'm they were looking top. pretty confident that they won't. They were, right. looking, they were looking looking nailed on for top 
three or four. Yeah, and it, it's just a strange thing. I know they've got a lot of injuries and they've had a lot of injuries, but um, it's not looking brilliant. Well, talking about certainties, is the league leader Shield now a certainty for their opposition this week, the the Dragons? Uh, yeah, yeah. Look a real deal, don't they? Yeah, they look really good. I mean, they've looked really good for for the last three, two, three years. Mm. Um, but something feels slightly so, different this season. So, what's clicked for them? What's clicked? Why? Why does it look so much better? And it has because, like you said, they've been there and thereabouts. They've they've ebbed and flowed a little bit. They 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 got to the they won the Challenge Cup a couple of years ago. They got to the Grand Final, and then they sort of like dropped off from that level a little bit mm. and looked like they were going to just drop off a little bit more. But actually, they've gone the other way. So what's what's the difference? What's clicked for them? Um, I, I don't know. It, it, it's been building for a couple of years, hasn't it? it hasn't happened overnight, obviously. Uh, we, I think, last season uh, or this season before, really, you know, singing the praises of of Steve McNamara and, and changing that culture around because it was always known as the sort of cheese and wine club, wasn't it? Dave Taylor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's vice president. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, I don't think they've done. Personally, I don't think they've done an awful lot different than what they've done over the last couple of years because they've sort in the set, they've brought in the same sort of caliber of players. You know, they replaced James Maloney with Mitchell Pearce, who is you know a, a top quality player. Yeah. Um, they've they've made some really solid signings. You know, like um, Tom Johnston's worked out beautifully for them. Mm. Because he stayed fit. Because he stayed fit, which we all knew he, that is the type of player he would be. The, the, it was just a big question mark over his fitness. Mm. Uh, that's paid off. Tyrone May has looked really good, which surprised me. Particularly for overseas players, for the for the Aussies. Mm. They're always going to be an attractive proposition because of the location, aren't they? Yeah. It's because the climate is more in keeping, mm. let's say, um, with their playing season. Mm. let's say um, and they are an attractive proposition and then also on the back of that when they're playing well they're then an attractive proposition for, for English players as well well it's a double whammy then isn't it like yeah. for, for players wanting to go you get like the, the, the nice weather and then you go well actually we can actually compete for trophies Yeah. so there's nothing not to like really yeah. um, but I think to be honest I think the biggest thing is just that the rest of the league the quality doesn't quite seem to be there mm. would this Catalan team be where they are now three seasons ago mm. four seasons ago mm. yeah but I don't think they'd be topped by four points or whatever no, they're topped no, by you're probably right yeah you, you know you just going back to where you say it's it's wrapped up they have got a tough couple of weeks coming up um, it has to be said you know um they they play. Uh, they've got Warrington, Lee, Wigan, and Hull KR all in the next four weeks. Who are all going to be looking mm. for points themselves? And uh, you're probably highlighting that Wigan game there. We were four points behind them. If they can win that, two points, anything can happen. Yeah. Then it only takes one little slip up, and you you know you, you've cost it. You know what I mean? it's 
It's not an easy run in for Catalans. No, they don't seem to have the same problems away from home that they once did. Yeah. No, yeah. I think that's a they big... They were rubbish yeah. away from home. That, that's been a massive thing tough, for them. Tough to go to France and play. Yeah. They won a lot of home games. Yeah. Didn't like travelling, did they? No. Yeah. No, now a, now, they've, now they, they, don't, they don't bother. Mm. I think that's a very good point, yeah. Probably the travel's better where they can travel on the day rather than years ago when they probably had to... Or the day stay before, over stay over, and, yeah. all that sort of stuff. They probably got it off to a tea now, haven't they, the way that they prepare. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, we'll move on to uh, the other Friday night game where we saw St. Helens take on Leeds Rhinos. Saints came away victors, 22 points to 18. Uh, surprising result. It probably has to be said with that Saints team out, but... Yeah, I don't think um, a lot of people saw this coming, especially when we spoke uh, early last week. It was looking a bit uh, grim in the St. Helens camp, but they showed some real determination. They did spend a lot of the time in their own half. I thought there was large periods of the game where they, they spent a lot of time camped in their own half, but their goal line defence and the defence in general I thought was superb. But yeah. they also threw the ball around a little bit more. Which we, we were thought. really critical of them last week, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, they, 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 I thought they really did throw the ball around a lot more. Is that because they didn't have a choice in, yeah. in terms of the personnel? That we said that, though. We, we said that because the, the, the personnel that was missing and the people that were probably going to be on the pitch, they had to change the way that they played to get over the line. And they did that. Yeah. Um, and, and the main man for that was probably Jack Wellsby. He got two tries and a try assist I think you know oh, he's brilliant he's brilliant um, question for you just generally about this game might be generally what do touch judges do these days just check the touch line because they don't give forward passes no right no, I, I know what you're going to say and we always support referees and that sort of stuff and we always try to right but you're up with play and it was two blatant forward passes in this. One that went over, I think it was for the Reese Martin try, because the forward pass was to ha- to Ash Hanley. Mm-hmm. We then batted it back. And that, that was that was forward by a mile. And even if that was forward by a mile, then the, then Rit, the one to Ritson for his try was two miles forward. Well, they always go on about momentum rule, don't they? It's forward. It's come out of his hands backwards. I don't understand how it can come out of your hands backwards. And but go, go forward. forward. <laughs> Wind. Yeah, blows it forward. Yeah, it, it, it the wind changed for each half. It's yeah. a really good point, that. Yeah, mm. yeah. But I just, I, I just don't get it. And, and we see this more every week. I think. No, I agree. Um, Sam Walters, one of the Wigan signings for next year. Uh, he looks a player, doesn't he? Yeah, he's on a real trajectory, isn't he? And endearing himself to his new employers, I thought. Not the first time he's done it to St. Helens, though, is it? He, he must just not like them. <laughs> he scores and then like and then gives it the big into the crowd, doesn't he? And mm. that'll endear himself, won't it, to the uh, the Wigan faithful? Needless to say, <laughs> I had the last laugh. <laughs> um, and uh, a, it must be said, a, a sparkling performance um, from one of your how much start rivals, Bobby Will Opoati. Yeah, he was uh, he was he was fantastic in this game, wasn't he? He even got the end. He got the first try of the game, and I think he's definitely playing for a contract. If you did a poll among St. Helens fans now that was said, and it said, 
would you give Will Apoat an extended one-year contract? Well, apparently he's got an option for 2024 in his contract, right? So, which is obviously in the club's favour, right? If you did a poll, what percentage of fans would say yes? Give him that contract. Give him that extension. What percentage would say it? Forty. To to give it him between thirty and forty. Is that all? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd agree. He's played. He has played. The the thing that frustrates me with him is he's a really good footballer. Yeah, he is. He's got a great brain, hasn't he? He's got a great brain. He's got good hands. But unfortunately, his body lets him down big time. Well, his hamstrings do, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's managed to stay fit, Annie, this season. Um, He doesn't fancy running, though, does he? The the problem that St. Helens have, they've no pace Mm. in the three-quarter line. They've absolutely zero pace, really. Mm. Um, And... Unfortunately, I think he's a, a victim of that. You know, if they had... I mean, Makinson's not slow. That's not what I'm saying. But they've got Comrade in the other centre. Who's... Mm. Who is. Yeah. Um, so if they had a, a Makinson, a pacey centre, a number three or four or whatever, mm. and another pacey winger... I know they've got T. Ritson, but I don't think he's good enough personally. He does look like a championship player in Super League. Yeah. And at 27, I don't think he can afford to give him a lot of time. He needs to be Tom Johnson, doesn't he? Yeah. 27, yeah. Um, and then they add Hopawati. They might be able to cover that, you know, you'd be able to, because he'd probably do some nice things like we saw on Friday with the nice pass, albeit forward to, <laughs> um, to T. Ritson for his try. Yeah. yeah. Defensively, he's very, very sound. Yeah. I thought he contained Sam Walters really well when he had to move Walters to uh, what looked like they moved into the second row. Majority of Leeds fans, after the game, seem to be blaming Liam Moore, but that's not fair, is it? No. No, not at all. Not. said it before, we'll say for, it again. For what reasons? Um, just that um, just it's biased to our Saints. We Last week, be... he was biased towards um, yeah. Hull in that semi-final. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Leeds must be disappointed with that performance against a, a basically a second-string team, though. Yeah, you would think so. Their attack was not great. No. Again, that's one of those that's there for the taking, like that whole back to that Huddersfield whole, whole, whole game that mm. started. The they, they've leaked 22 points against uh, a weakened St. Helens side who, even at full strength, haven't been brilliant yeah. no. and not scored a lot of points. I know we, we spoke to a couple of our regular guests, didn't we? We spoke to to Steve and we spoke to Reese a few weeks ago, didn't we, about this? And there's no way this has been the grand final again this year. No, no chance. No. I don't think either of them will get there. No. What do you uh, what do you make of just very quickly? What do you make of um, Phil Clark's comments this week over Jack Wellsby? He's head and shoulders above anyone in the competition. He stated this week. It's not like it's not like him to say something that's like really controversial or off the deep end, is it? It's very out of character for Isn't Phil it? Clark. I, you know, I was shocked when I, you mm. know when you heard that. Um, I think he's a good player. I think he's a very very good player. Is he head and shoulders above anyone else in the competition? 
we we were speaking about this earlier, weren't we, Bobby? And, and you know, he's had, you know pretty much the same thing. He's a generational talent. Yeah. He is. I don't care what you say. He's a generational I agree. talent. But most of the season, he's he's not been great. No, not this season. He hasn't. No. But he, he he's a talented kid. Yeah. But he's not head and shoulders above no. everybody else. No, I would think. Uh, you know, you would think people like Bevan French have something to say about. That, I'm not him. convinced that he's an out and out fullback either. If I'm being honest, no, I, I think, think he's, he's more of a halfback. Yeah. Well, Lomax was the same, wasn't he? Lomax mm. had a spell at fullback, then early in his career. Well, he, could, he really come through as a, him, a seven, moved to fullback, moved back to the halves. And he's found his slot now, hasn't he? And that yeah. might be the case for Wellsby. I think I think you're probably right. I think he played a lot of his academy stuff and yeah. junior stuff in the halves. I had. Has had to come in at full bank because Johnny Lomax is there and you're not going to move him. No. So, yeah. Okay, well, that brings us on to our last game and probably a scoreline nobody expected Wakefield 42, Warrington 6. Oh, tell you what, that tattoo's getting closer, isn't it? Isn't it? For Matt. Isn't it? <laughs> He's definitely getting that. He's had the drawings and everything, hasn't he, for that? Yeah. Yeah, he's been to, he's been to visit the tattooist and everything now, hasn't he? He'll be holding hands with Luke Gale soon. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's true. I hope. I hope. I, oh, I, is, oh, definitely. Yeah. No, I mean, I hope Luke Gale joins me because well. that will be well, like old his hand while he's having it done. Yeah, that'd be yeah. incredible as well. <laughs> um, he's made a difference though, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, there's there's two people that have made a massive difference. One's him, and one's David Fafita. Hmm. Them, them two. I mean, David Fafita. Loves it at Wakefield, it's, and like we said before, it's off the pitch as much as on it. Yeah, you know, but they, but again, they've got pretty much a, a new team, haven't they? Yeah, they've For gone the second down half of the season. They've gone down swinging, haven't they? Yeah, um, or, or, or not, not gone, or not down. gone down. You, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? It's not like they've give up and they've not tried. If they do, well, what about Warrington? Have they give up? Yeah, or they give up with Dabble Powell? They gave up in April. They thought the league was wrapped by April, and the 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 one eighty that they've done is just—I don't think I've seen anything quite like it. No. Started to go downhill for them after they got rid of Wizzy Rascal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just—I can't really find the words to describe. Oh, I can't exactly find a pinpoint moment where you've gone. That's it. Just, mm. just seems to have just happened out of nowhere. Well, the, they were the, eight from eight, yeah. lost consecutive games to Wigan and St. Ellens, had the international break, and then after the international break, they've just gone tits well, up. Lost a couple of props, international props for various reasons. That didn't help, did it? Uh, they lost, uh, what was he called? Uh, they lost Maguire, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, and it was the other one, was it? Mick? Claude McAuley. Yeah, Claude McAuley. They lost him, didn't they? They lost Paul Vaughan as well. Do you know what? There's been <laughs> After he signed that contract. Yeah. <laughs> There's been rumours about Claude McAuley coming back this week. Yeah, on a, I read a, a two-week load, I read. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I mean, surely it'll end up being longer than yeah, that. Yeah, you've got to imagine. Not coming so. from yeah. Australia for two weeks, are you? Well, why did he go home in the first place? Was it, was it was home it homesick? When he's coming back. Yeah. So I've had an holiday. It's only for two weeks. Right, okay, whatever. Just seems odd, doesn't it? It just mm. seems bizarre. You, do you know what, though? I mean, I know we're going to we're gonna come on to Daryl Powell separately, aren't we? Yep. Um, but you, you've got to question the recruitment, haven't you? 
Yeah, not not just Powell. The only thing I would say for this year with Powell is that it's it's his own team now. I suppose mm-hmm. last year he said, "Oh, they've got to get rid of this, got to get rid of that," and this year's his own team, and it's not quite worked out. But we'll come on to that. But where where do Warrington go now? Who do they appoint now? Who's 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 your favourite? Well, Justin Holbrook. That's that would be the number one choice, I think. If I um, if I was Warrington, I I don't think Justin Albrook will come back to this country. No, I don't. But he, he, they would be number one on the list. Did he have two years at, at Saints or three? Two and a half. So he had two and a half. That's right because he came in after Cunningham got sacked, didn't he? Yeah. And then two and a half years, family was homesick. Mm. They wanted to go home. He got a job, and I still think there's something out there for him in the NRL. And I think but he'll explore by, by all, all accounts, these, there's these been three or four options altogether. Yeah. Yeah. Two, two or three in the NRL. I think it's too soon for him to come back. Yeah, yeah, to England because I think if he comes back to England, he's got to do well. Mm-hmm. He's got to do well then to get back in the NRL. Mm. Whereas I think at the minute he's stocked high enough to still be in the NRL. Yeah, I. Um... I, I've heard that um, they tabled an offer to Paul Rowley. A couple oh, of, I read that. But apparently to be an assistant and to, to Daryl Powell. I read that, but if you've read it from the same person I read it from, it's not the most reliable page, let's just right. put it okay. that way. Mm, yeah, I've, I've, seen it, I've seen it a couple <laughs> of times, though, but yeah, I, I think we read it on the same one. Seriously? But, um, uh, no. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah... I, I, but he would be a good fit for them, I think. Yeah, with the team that they've got done well at Lee, done well at Salford. Yeah, I think. And Salford looked like they could be crumbling, mm. and it could be a, t- a good time for for Rowley to jump ship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know we've been what, uh, go on. Sorry. What about Lee Breers? Well, that's the other name. One of the names. I think it's too early for him. Yeah, so do I. He's done well at Wigan and he's done well with the Broncos. But He's not even been an assistant coach as such. Okay. Mm. I know we've been critical of him this year, uh, uh, you know, for the way he, he plays, but, you know, <laughs> I've seen stranger things happen. He's got Super League experience. Mm. You know, don't be, you know, it might not be unheard of to see someone like Lauren Fresen, you go, who's got Super League experience with Catalans before, but... Um, I know that's probably a bit out there and probably unlikely, and I probably mm. don't think Warrington might do that. But I'm just saying as a as an option, you know, oh. there's, not, there's not probably not many a, a lot around that well, has that experience. Well, interesting times, and also they need to get it done very very quickly before they end up in Hall or Huddersfield's position. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. It's Bobby's Stats of the Week. Yes, it's Bojo's Stats of the Week. Hello. <laughs> Very good. Uh, how many this week? Uh, seven this week. Seven. Mm. Seven. Um, I'm going to start with the one that I, that we got tweeted with this week because I feel like a few people might have seen it. So we're going to start there this week. And that is... Uh, that with Wakefield putting 42 points past Warrington, only three teams in Hulkayar, Catalans and Saints have not had 40 or more points put past them this season. Mm. 
Thanks um, to Matt for that. Uh, Matt Felmingham, uh, Hulk AR fan, yep. who insisted it should be one of Boris's stats of the week. And it was. So there you go. There you go. Thanks, Matt. I aim to please. <laughs> um, stat number two. Unlike Boris. <laughs> Stat number two, uh, which was uh, roles reversed this week. As we know, Catalans beat Salford 42-0 this weekend. Um, however, the last time that Catalans were nilled in France was by Salford, and that was in 2019. They won 46-0, and that was the last time Catalans were scoreless at home. Mm. Okay. Still, still got that over there, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, stat number three is in Warrington's first eight games. Do you know how many points they scored? One. They scored two hundred and fifty-two points, and they conceded ninety-six. Okay. Mm. Since then, so twelve games have gone by since then, and uh, they've scored a hundred and eighty-three points. So they scored less in the twelve games than they did in the eight. And they've conceded since then a whopping two hundred and ninety-four points. Wow, mm. that's amazing! What a turnaround! <laughs> no, that's that's unbel- when you think about how they started the season. And we did say at that point they hadn't really played anybody. We thought at that time, didn't we? But even yeah. so, you can't do more than win eight out of eight. No, and the fashion that they did it in as well. Mm. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Start number. Four is uh, Brad Arthur, the coach of the Parramatta Eels, is the has now become the twenty sixth NRL coach in history to coach two hundred and fifty games. Um, he has currently got one hundred and thirty two wins of those games, which means he has a fifty three percent win rate. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, that isn't it? Yeah. Pretty good. Mm. Uh, stat number five is. Daniel Tupo, the Roosters winger, has officially become the highest scoring Rooster of all time. Uh, he scored his 140th try on the weekend, taking over from Anthony Minicello. Very good. Um, stat number six is Cameron McKins, or McKinnis, I think it might be. McKins? <laughs> McKinnis? <laughs> It's, that's how it's writ, bro. It's not even Polynesian, is it? Cameron McInnes, we'll go with that then. Cameron McKins has broken the highest <laughs> amount of tackles in a single game. Uh, he made 81 tackles on the weekend for the Sharks. Um, that was 84. I've... Do you know, I, I'm going with 81. I've seen two 81s, I've seen an 83, and I've seen an 84, so... So he's made somewhere between 81 and 84. <laughs> Pretty so much, yeah. record for Pretty Cameron much. McGinn's. <laughs> um, he overtakes uh, Michael Lux's record back in 2009. He had 79 with the record in the NRL. However, the rugby league record still stands with Danny Houghton, who has 85. That what was he called? Luck or something? Yeah, Michael Lux. Yeah, apparently that was in um, a ninety-minute game as well. That really? Oh, was it really? They gone to extra time. Okay. Ah, okay. Um, I think what's even more impressive about that one, I think the um, 
whoever was whoever made the most tackles after him on the weekend, I think he was still in like the forties. Right. I think he only I think he was like high forties, so I think he beat him by like nearly a good thirty tackles. Mm-hmm. Um and finally, my last stat of the week is Alex Johnston of the uh, of the Rabbitohs has broken a record that has stood since 1908. Uh, amazingly, on the weekend, he scored his 51st career double. Mm. Uh, and he overtakes Ken Irvine. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Which is uh, uh, an excellent feat. Yeah. 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 Score 51 doubles in a in a career is is fantastic definitely uh and that's it excellent thank you very good well done you call that a knife this is a knife that's not a knife that's a spoon okay i will uh run through the nrl scores and just join in if you've got anything to join in with. Uh, Broncos 32, Roosters 10. Uh, Tigers' woes continued. We're going down 32 points to 18 to the Bunnies. Uh, the Storm uh, hammered the Eels 46-16. Probably not the the uh, 250th game Brad Arthur did want, unfortunately. Um the Raiders, 6. The Knights, 28. Uh, Dragons, 18. Manly, 24. Uh, the Sharks were nilled at the hands of the Panthers, uh, who had Nathan Cleary return for them. Uh, Panthers ran out 28 nil winners. Uh, the Bulldogs managed to sneak a victory over the Dolphins, 23 points to 22. And the Titans ended the Cowboys' winning streak, 22 points to 13. A um, couple of games to look out for this week. There's that's quite a good round of fixtures this week uh, in the NRL. But highlights are probably the Panthers and the Storm, uh, the Cowboys and the Broncos, and the Bunnies and the Sharks. Um, and just a quick one for you, just before we leave the NRL, I wanted to see what you thought of this. Uh, did you see the controversy over the Melbourne Storm this week? <laughs> yeah. Oh, was this the thing with Gordon Tallis? No, no. It's the premierships. The, the premierships. They celebrated their yes. their history. It, it, it was, and they, they they did the 2007 and nine. That's yeah. right. Yeah, they, yeah. They, there was a big argument on that Fox League thing, and oh, Gordon right. Tallis and that Buzz Rothfield had a big argument about it. Oh, well, saying I didn't... that they shouldn't. Rothfield was saying they shouldn't have done it, and Gordon Tallis said, "Well, they've won them. They've won them." The players, I imagine the he players was, didn't know anything about no, it. He was like, you know, um, Gordon Tallis was really supporting the the, mm. the fact that they did it, yeah. And they were like, well, in Cameron Smith, and it's an it's an in house thing. Well, it's not if it's <laughs> made me laugh that they did it against the Eels as well, who they beat in the grand final. Yeah. So. so what do you think then? Do you think they should be able to celebrate it or not? No. No. I don't. They, they should be straight. celebrating it like that, but you know, I. Uh, no. Well, next week for the players, I understand the players. They, you know, they went through all the season. They, they, you would imagine they didn't know anything about it. No, I get mm-hmm. it, but you know, next week there's a presentation celebration for seven times Tour de France champion Lance Armstrong. It's <laughs> <laughs> fair point. Yeah, fair you know. point. Yeah, fair point. Uh, well, that's it. That's the NRL. Brilliant. Um, well, it's time for uh, a new buzzer. 
Oh. Um, that, that, to be fair, I think Young Bobbles sort of came up with the idea for it, didn't he? So if you don't like it, blame Boris. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it's time for Talk to Me About. I like that. Hopefully, uh, Gary Coleman doesn't come for us. <laughs> he's dead, so he's not going to do. Oh, yeah. Well, I, feel I reckon like... I'd have hammered him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't feel tight now, do you, at all? No. That you just said that. I just forgot. Oh, I can't remember everybody who's died, Andy. <laughs> right. Talk to me about Daryl Powell. He's very still much alive, by the way. <laughs> yeah. For now. Yeah. Um I don't think it was that much of a shock really when you look at well, you know, Bobby's one of Bobby's stats there, you know, how much they'd um, scored and conceded in the games before and after the, the international break where it all seemed to go downhill for them. Well, one of Bobby's stats there was about Brad Arthur in that 50, was it 50? 53%, 53% yeah. I read at Warrington this week that Daryl Powell had a 42% win rate. That's more than I thought it'd be. Yeah, that honest. is a lot yeah. more than I thought. It's only four out of ten. I know, but the season that they had last season. Well, but that's where it's, it's picked up this year, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, he had a forty-two percent. What? What if they lost the last six, last seven in yeah. all comps? Yeah, it, it, it was always going to happen. The, the the Wakefield one was just a nail in the coffin, wasn't it? Um, Apart from those eight games at the start of the season, over the two years, they've been pretty awful, haven't they? Oh, they've been rubbish. Apart from that little spell. But how much of that is down to him? Well, <clears throat> right, because there's calls for like Fitzpatrick and everything to. To be gone with the with the recruitment, yeah, right. Is is Daryl Powell a good coach? Yeah, you, you've got to say yes. He took Castleford to a, a grand final. Did they get to a Challenge Cup final? Or did yeah, they get again, knocked again, out? Saints. No, he wasn't was in he charge. He wasn't. Um, was he? No. Would he been? No. Uh, <laughs> was he in charge? Then I don't know. What twenty twenty one? Yeah. No. No. He was, at, he was at Warrington. Was he? How many years did he have? Anyway. He was, right. was only there last year, wasn't he? Keep going, we'll look it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he would have been. Yeah. Oh, maybe he wasn't worried. Right. Yeah. yeah. So he's t- so the point is, is, is he a good coach? Yeah. So you don't become a bad coach overnight. He, well, he did well at, like, um, Featherstone as well, didn't he? Yeah. Um, Leeds, I think he did okay at Leeds when he was at Leeds. Mm. And was, un- yeah, he was unlucky there to be ousted there yeah. at Leeds. So there's no argument for me. There's no argument that he's he's a bad a good coach. Sorry, no, because he is. Just I don't know why it hasn't worked out. You look at them in um, April. You know he he's gone to the pub with all the fans. All the fans are loving him, and you know they're going to win the league and they're going to they're going to go undefeated and all that. And then all of a sudden it's just. The opposite. Everybody wants him out. Uh, the club feels a little bit toxic at the minute. I think how far up that goes, I'm not so sure. The coach is always the person that takes the blame. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to take the blame with the plaudits. I mean, after eight games, he was having pictures taken in bucket hats, and <laughs> yeah. they were like, you know, and they were singing his name, 
and, and all that sort of stuff. And, and you know what? I don't blame him for that because I think when you're at the top, it can be a short-lived thing. You've you got enjoy to enjoy it. it. You can, yeah. I, th- I think so. So I don't... The only thing is with stuff like that, then it comes back to haunt you with, like, you know, morons online, doesn't it, to be honest? You remember everything. Yeah. yeah. So um, I don't think it's all his fault. I don't know what he does now. Does he go back to Castleford? No. <laughs> Andy, right, Andy Laft has got a two and a half year contract in place, mm-hmm. and he's only signed that earlier in the season. He's got another two years in his contract yet. Mm. If I, I don't think that you'll see action from Castleford, and then getting him in, I just think that's too mm. soon. Mm. Mm. And I think he might want a bit of time away, yeah, to recharge because. After the Wakefield game, I thought he looked a broken man in the press conference after the game. I mean, he's done some weird stuff, hasn't he? Like, sitting in his coaching box for an hour. Mm. Yeah. He just looks broken. And I think he needs time away to, to recharge. But what you can't question is his, his rugby league knowledge, mm. his passion. Mm. Because, you know, I mean, he desperately wanted it to work out at, at Warrington. Oh, yeah. And it was only a couple of months ago where they lost narrowly against Saints, where he was saying, "If we carry on doing that, we've got a great chance of me, uh, great, making the grand final." Yeah, that felt a bit of a stretch, but it did. But but he was still believing in the team and everything at that point. I think. I mean, the team on paper is in in, in... top four. Yeah, yeah. So, but I I don't think it's all his fault. I think there's something in Bill at Warrington there that's mm. that's that's not. Happening, I think the recruitment isn't great. I don't think it has been for a long time. I think some, I think some of their overseas signings have been woeful for them. They bring in a big, big name, don't they? And and that seems to paper over the cracks, and you sort of forget about the dross that they've brought in. There's been jokes around, haven't they, for years about Warrington's uh, salary sombrero? Yeah, and they still haven't had done well in the Challenge Cup. This that elusive grand final win still proves beyond them. Yeah. And I think every coach that comes in is under more and more and more pressure to get that grand final win. Yeah. And that is, I think that is part of the problem. And it's a bit of a poison chalice in that respect. Yeah. And I think, you know, he was a big enough name at Castleford. I think he'd done, he'd done absolute miracles with them. But some coaches are better at, inverted commas, smaller clubs mm. and getting the best out of a limited... Salary, a limited spend, a shoestring. Budget yeah, and some places, thing, yeah. you know, same in football. Some managers are better at doing that than mm. than other play, than other people that have got lots of money to spend. Just because you've got lots of money and lots of money for wages and things like that, doesn't necessarily mean that you spend it in the right way. And I'm not sure if if he's had a real fault. I think that's probably where it is that I don't think he's he's recruited in the big names in the spend very well. Mm. I think sometimes Williams accepted. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes, like you just said there, Andy, is what you've got to remember is when when you like you know at a, you know with with the quotes of, of the smaller club like like for example you know your Castleford, I think when he gets teams like Castleford into a playoff or into a top four or into a top three, it's like wow, he's amazing. Mm. Look what he's done. Yeah. And then when he doesn't make the playoffs, it's yeah. like. Wow, oh, well, that's all well, right. We, we yeah. probably expected that anyway. He's over. It's almost like an overachievement to get mm. you there. Yeah. And then when you don't do it, 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 it you're in a win-win situation. Yeah. You either overachieve or you go, well, we kind of expected that anyway. Mm. 
with a team like Warrington, you you have to succeed. If you don't succeed, you're under a microscope every so, week, week in, week out, and it, you get yeah. punished for it. And if he doesn't make that top three or four, then that's the same. Wow, look what he's done. Yeah. Mm. In the opposite. In the opposite yeah, exactly. Way, yeah. 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 I'll tell you what, again, and it's not quite on Darrell Powell, but um, Sky Sports News, this was on Sunday night. He got sacked. Didn't even appear in the first first half an hour of it. Right. Hmm. It'd have been on some friendly in Arizona or something. Do you know what I mean? It's like, mm. didn't it? And you think, yeah, you met, you're the main broadcaster, and this is the biggest story in rugby league over the weekend. Yeah, and you and you're not even leading with it. You're not even you're not even into the first ad break with it at a quarter past the hour. Mm. Oh yeah, by the way, our Paul's been sat at Warrington. Yeah. Anyway, onto the netball World Cup, mm. and that's that's what it's like. Mm. The the big thing the the other big thing from Sky this week is um, that that advert that they've done. Oh it's yeah, like the circusy type thing, and it's all like oh, F1 yeah. cars and no rugby league. No, not even a dot of no. rugby league. Now it's, it's just ridiculous. But that that's a different talk to me about. Yeah, but where does so what do you think now? Where where do you expect to see? Where would you expect to see Daryl Powell pop up next? Somewhere in Yorkshire. Yeah. <laughs> West Yorkshire. Yeah. Huddersfield might be a shout. Mm. Huddersfield might be a good shout. He's still got enough stock to get a, a, a quick return, I think. Mm. You know, because... When he, he might at, do well at somewhere like Wakefield. But when he was at... Yeah. But when he was at Castleford, right, and he went before he went to Warrington, mm. at that time... There were so many clubs that were saying, oh, I wish we could get him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd love to get Daryl Powell. Would you get? Would you have Daryl Powell? Yeah, of course I would. Mm. And now it's like, I don't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's doing. I think people have said that about Ian Watson, though, as well. Yeah. When he was at Salford. Yeah. But I do think Daryl Powell would probably do well at Huddersfield. Yeah. Do you think he would... Um... Leeds? I was about to say, do you think he'd suit Leeds if Rowan Smith nah. is, under, is under a bit of pressure? Return to Leeds. They've not done well could, over the last couple of years. You couldn't do it at Warrington. If you can't do it at Leeds, you talk about being under a microscope. That's that for me. Yeah, that's but, ten times bigger. Yeah, but that, is there as much pressure on at Leeds? Yeah, like, like yeah. more. There's more right. pressure. Yeah, but like what? Andy said, you, you're on that elusive. No, no there's more. Super League. There's no, more. I agree with Callum. There's more. But what I would say is, is perhaps the infrastructure of the club is a lot better for him to work in the environment, not the infrastructure. The environment of the club. I don't know if they would. Take, I don't know. I don't know if they would take the punt on him after seeing him go to uh, a bigger club, if you like, and not do it. And not do it. You think you're more likely to, to sort of he, go down? You're looking and, at yeah. Hull, Huddersfield, Salford. If Rowley leaves, mm. Hull. They're not going to get rid of Tony Smith. He might leave on his own terms at some point. If he'd left on his own terms. Possibly, mm. but talk about a big club like Hull are, Hull are massive as well. For me, they they mm. are they they just have underachieved for for so long, mm. so long. I don't even think Tony Smith's got any guarantees at Hull. Mm, no, you know, I mean, one of the coaches is sacked live on telly, so I don't think you've got any guarantees there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be yeah. honest, you know that's, I mean? that's true. Where's Lee? Over the interview, he's not doing it tonight, mate. Yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah. 
He's no longer with the club. Yeah. Since when? Uh, yeah. About two minutes ago. Exactly. Yeah. So, anyway. Yes. Um, that was... Uh, you're wondering whether to play the jingle again, aren't you? Well, I, I, I've had, what, what's happened is, right, it's I've, got... <laughs> I've had to do it on my phone right? because I've run out of buttons on the machine. So, should we leave the jingle? No, no, no. Okay, no. all right. Here we go. Here we, you've got it then. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> that was... What you talking about? What you talking Yes, to wrap up the show, it's the Predictions League, and as always, joined by Brian from Six again. Brian, how are we this week? New, new boys, not new, too new. bad. How are we? New, new, bright. Yes, very well indeed. Um, good, good. So, uh, what are the latest happenings, Bry? Oh, we had some fun last week. There was uh, more up and downs than a roller coaster. Um, <clears throat> we have five non-movers. Um, we went up three points with our uh, with twenty points because um, we were one of only two to get a spot on. Uh, we got a spot on in the whole Kyafi Castle game. The other one was by our insider Shanta, who got the uh, Saints v Leeds game spot on. Okay. Um, I'll go to the downs. Saints went down by three. Bobby and Hull FC went down two. And Andy and Callum went down one. And everyone else went up one. So Catalan is still top on Leeds. Lee are now only eight points behind himself, Andy. Yeah, that's a massive gap, that. Huge gap. <laughs> well, considering he got nine points better off than last week, not that big a gap. I'll just reverse it. I'll just reverse it this week, Bri. <laughs> <laughs> what? You've got more plans than Paul Wellens has it than in a cupboard. Yeah, you're right. You're right. What's um, who's uh, who's playing this week then, Bri? Right, so for Casper, we've got Roy. For Catalan, we've got Victoria. For Huddersfield, we've got Nathaniel. Hull FC, we've got Outlawed with the League. For Hull KR, Tony. For Leeds, we've got Eddie from the Lopard. For Lee, we've got the Ladies. For Salford, we've got Phil. For St. Town, David. For Wakefield, Matt's back down at Bellevue. For Warrington, we've got a loose wire. For Wigan, we've got Johnny Ashey. And for the insiders this week, we've got a Wales international, a Salford player. But she's also the head coach of the unbeaten North Wales Crusaders. It's Becky Davis. Ah, welcome, Becky. Excellent. And congratulations on the season that you're having. So, excellent. Good to have you on board. Yes, we are ready, Bri. Right, we've got three games on Friday and three games on Sunday this week. Um, first up, Castle Fifty Huddersfield on Friday at eight o'clock. Um, I th- I think we've pretty much covered what we think of Castle this season. Huddersfield seem to have found that 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 click in the one six seven. So I think it's going to be a win for Huddersfield. I'm going to go Huddersfield by fourteen. I just wrote that down. Uh, I'm going to say Huddersfield by sixteen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Were you watching him write that? No. This is. <laughs> right, I'm going to go Huddersfield 18. <laughs> and I've gone Huddersfield by 10. Um, everyone's gone Huddersfield 
except our Castleford fan Roy has gone Castleford by four. Well done, Roy. And the highest we have for Huddersfield is 18. By yourself, Andy, and Matt. That's okay. Dan at Bellevue. Okay, Next up on Friday, it's on Sky. The coachless Warrington beat Catalan. Um, uh, <laughs> they couldn't have asked for a worse game, really, could they, Warrington? Or could they? Why? Nothing to lose, have they? And they're now coached. There's nothing to lose. What were they betting that they'd, they'd turn it round and beat them? Yeah, but they're desperate for points. Warrington? Yeah. But they might play with that freedom that... Nah. If he had lost the dressing room, then, you know. I'm not I'm not going to get into it now, but okay. I'm going to say Catalan by 14. Uh, I'll go Catalan 18 again. I'll go Catalan 16. And I... I'm only one of two who have gone for Warrington. I've gone Warrington by six. I agree, Callum, they are desperate for points, just like Andy is in the Prediction League. But um, I do think that it could be a blessing in disguise, this for them. You might just see the shackles come off. Yeah. Um, the only other person who's gone for it is our Leeds fan, Eddie. Okay. Um, also on Friday, Wigan v Hull KR, also at eight o'clock. Uh, I think it looks like Hullcar are going to make a lot of changes, uh, and I don't think they'll. I think they'll work hard, but the minds are going to be uh, on next week, aren't they? So I'm going to go mm-hmm. Wigan twenty-eight. Yeah, no, completely agree. Um, I'm going to go Wigan twenty-four, and I've gone Wigan eighteen. I've gone Wigan by twenty-six. Um, I think everyone's had the same thought as us, gentlemen. And everyone's gone for Wigan. Although we do have two Wigan by twos. One's from our Catalan fan and one's from our Hull FC fan. Okay. Um, Sunday, first game up. Hull FC, Philly Wakefield at 3pm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it feels strange to say, but... I almost want Wakefield to lose this game just because of how much it would set up the week after against Cast. Oh, sorry, their next game against Castleford after the Challenge Cup. But yeah, it still sets it up, I think. <sighs> I, yeah, yeah. But I get where he's going. Just that the level points point. thing, yeah. you know. Um, but um, as well as they have been playing, uh, I, I think Hull will find a little bit more form, especially after that defeat to Huddersfield at home. Uh, sorry, playing at home against Wakefield, should I say. So, I'm going to go Hull by 10. I'm going to say Wakefield by 8. Who would have thought this one was a toughie a couple of months ago? Yeah. Um, I think it's I think it's so tough, but I'm going to go... I think if Hull don't win, that'll be the end of it for them. If Hull don't win, Wakefield win. Well, yeah, that's a draw. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go Hull by eight. And I have gone Hull FC by ten. We've got two sets of fours in this uh, game. Four, including Callum, have gone for Wakefield. Including Matt, who this week has gone Wakefield by 14. (laughs) (laughs) Itching for that tattoo, isn't he? Yeah. And the other... And the other four is now, Bobby, in, with you and myself, 
there's four people who've gone Hull FC by ten. Next game is on Sky on Sunday at 3pm. It's Leeds v Lee. Same sort of thing to Wigan and all KR. Yeah. Not going to want any injuries, not going to want any concussions or anything like that. It's just turn up, see what happens, I think, in it. Um, I'm going to say Leeds. I'm going to say Leeds by 16. Uh, I'm going to go Leeds 20. I'm going to go Leeds 22. And I've gone Leeds by 12. And we do have uh, four, five who've gone for Lee. Um, but we do have a lead by one from our Hulk KR fan, Tony. Mm. And then lastly, on Sunday, is also at three o'clock, is Salford v St. Helens. Uh, I think either of them have been absolutely sparkling performance-wise lately, but I think Saints uh, will have too much. I think we've, we've already spoken about Salford in depth, haven't we, earlier on in the pod, mm. about where they're position is at the minute uh, so I'm going to go Saints 18 on this one I'm going to go Saints by 8 I think it'll be a little bit closer okay. what did you say sorry 18 yeah um, I'm going to say Saints uh, I'm going to say Saints 10 and I'm sorry Bobby but I've also gone Saints by 8 <laughs> um, we have a Saints by 24 which is from our Wakefield fan, Matt. But we do have one Salford, and it's by our Leeds fan, Eddie. He's gone Salford by four. Okay. Um, I will just say, if you're not going to any games on Sunday and you do want to have a bit of rugby league on the telly, there's not just Leeds v Lee on Sky at three o'clock. The game between Halifax and I think it's Featherston has been moved from the Monday night to the Sunday at half five. And that's on via play. Well, there we have it then. Plenty of rugby league to enjoy. It's a veritable feast. <laughs> um, well, I think that just about wraps us up for this week. Thank you for uh, listening to us waffle on. Um, thanks to Bry uh, for doing the Predictions League and thanks to everybody participating in the league. Uh, if you are going to any games this week, then stay safe and enjoy. But from all of us here at the Loose Forward Podcast for this week, it's goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.